Hi, and welcome to The Theology Box, a podcast dedicated to seeing how God fits into the world we live in. We hope you enjoy your time with us today, where theology is the conversation. All right, welcome everyone to the podcast. Uh, Today we have myself, William Carroll, and our special guest. My name's Sam Harbour. Sam Yule. Samuel <laughs> Sam Harbor. Samuel. Nice to meet y'all. Um, so normally we have Mark on, but he has been more busy with things, and uh, so today we have you. How do you how do you feel about that? <laughs> Are you ready? It's a it's an honor to be on your podcast, Will. Yeah. And yeah. Um, it's sad that Mark's not here because he's a he's a nice guy. I've met him a few times. He's a jovial man. Yeah. He really is. Um. I, I thought we could start by um, kind of interviewish, not really. Just um, although we like, I've never really introduced myself, and Mark and I like we haven't like introduced ourselves. Like, hey, this is where I'm from. This is what I've done. Yeah. But it comes out in the conversation. But since this might be like one of like several episodes that you do, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? I, I've known you for ever. We've known it's each been other too long. Like seven years. <laughs> Something like it's only seven six, years. I feel like it's seven, longer than that. 10 or 20. <laughs> yeah, 20 uh, years. Yeah, 20 years, man. So, um, yeah. Well, uh, I'm originally from Temecula, California. That's where my home is. My family still lives there. Uh, grew up down there. Came up this direction to the Azusa area um, for college. And um, yeah, I mean, I guess since this is a theology podcast, I can give maybe a little bit of. Uh, spiritual background yeah sure um and that will tie in a little bit to you know where i went after coming up here in college and that kind of thing i um you know just a real quick thing and i grew up in a christian home but it wasn't until high school that i decided to make that commitment more serious Mm. um and so you know since then you know i had made it more of a uh just a goal to you know pursue the lord and you know a lot of those things um and uh so yeah i ended up going to uh citrus college and then i transferred to cal state fullerton because i thought i wanted to be a soccer coach and then i realized i didn't want to do that mm-hmm. or pe coach slash soccer coach for high school um but then i ended up transferring to a small bible school because i didn't want to do that <clears throat> and i ended up getting my bachelor's in biblical studies at life pacific bible I remember uh, when I when we first met, you were doing uh, a homeless ministry, right? Yeah, so um, that was well. No, I mean we had met a lot, a lot uh, before, way before earlier that. than that. Yeah, because oh, oh, okay. I think I. Um, I thought you were just met doing it the whole time I think I was still I at Citrus when we met because mm-hmm. you met Tomohiro mm-hmm. and that was like our original connection. Tomohiro is a Japanese exchange student. Yeah, yeah, that's um, and uh, we love him. <laughs> he's since he's since uh, gone back to Japan. Yeah, and, uh, and got rid of I me off. It's a line. I think app. he's thriving. Is uh, he? I don't know. He's working for a company. I don't know. He yeah. seems like he's gotten a lot more professional. But yeah, so I mean, that was our original connection. Mm-hmm. I found out someone was witness witnessing to Tomohiro at, in class, and uh, mm-hmm. that that piqued my ear. I was like, oh, you know, some believer in uh, Tomo's classes also, you know, trying to reach out to him. So, yeah, that right. um, that was kind of Will and I's original I connection, and uh, converted. we just uh, still working on never, it. Never, <laughs> never happened. <laughs> <laughs> Failed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was, I mean, he was pretty cool. I, I just liked hanging out with him. But I think, like, with me, uh, definitely and an interesting the, guy. Yeah, the way that I view um, evangelism or ministry i it's more just like part of my conversation to talk about god yeah. hence you know the theology degree and the theology podcast and like just feeling comfortable talking about it just like to talk about god yeah i like to and and the thing is i i was also really into like philosophy yeah so i i like studying theology cuz it like really brings together the worlds of philosophy which is yeah. Uh, you know, just thinking logically about a subject mm-hmm. and who God is, which can often be in one sense, like uh, logical, 
you have like systematic theologies and things like that. Like, especially like with the reformed churches, they're very much into systematic yeah. theology. Um, but they're also into like sometimes hyper literalism when it fits their needs and sometimes not. Mm-hmm. And, but aren't we all, you know, like we all try to justify what yeah. we want to believe. Yeah. Like with like, with like ways. open theism, for instance, yeah. I, anything that says that God, thinks about something before making a decision I'm like yeah that's obviously literal <laughs> like God considers stuff right like yeah. he just doesn't know it immediately oh <laughs> well I guess there's other parts of the Bible where you could say well no God does um, know everything from beginning to end or, or whatever so um, I don't I don't know anyway yeah. but uh, actually yeah. what I think I wanted to kind of get into was the idea of, of ministry because we're kind of talking about it hmm. okay yeah. and you're you're from uh foursquare background well i mean i didn't grow up in foursquare oh, foursquare for our listeners who don't know is a um it's a a charismatic denomination started started around the 1920s so you used to do a homeless ministry and um and that's really cool yeah. Um, but so I have the, the general question, which I would, you know, you can talk uh, about is, um, what do you, what do you think ministry is? I mean, the, the, the meaning of the word is like to serve, right. To mm. serve other people. Yeah. And I think about a, a church like Mosaic or, um, the church that I attend free method free Methodist, which has less of an emphasis on art and culture. Although I've, I'm, I'm kind of like trying to bring that to my particular congregation. Mm-hmm. Um, or like in like a Presbyterian church or in a Catholic sense, I think we all have our different ideas of how to minister to people. But at the same time, there are things that run uh, the same, you know, that run the same direction with, you know, you help the the needy, the poor, mm-hmm. you and and there's always like an emphasis on mission trips and things like that. Yeah. So like what do you think ministry is and not just like what it is, but how do you, how does it actually do anything for the kingdom? Like what mm-hmm. it, so so God is holy and one of the symbols of his holiness is the embodiment of of Jesus and the character and behavior of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so we act like him. Right. We serve God. We believe that Jesus rose from the dead and we have some salvation in that. But how, how does it actually, and one of the, I guess one of the components of that salvation and the relationship that's restored because of Jesus is um, for us to serve other people. Mm-hmm. So um, I think in most general ideas, we it's important for us to be a part of a, a community and to like, I think when it comes to wealth, mm-hmm. one of the ways to build your own financial freedom is to market a product that, serves other people right so that way they have an interest and they they purchase it yeah and um i mean you can look at the church as a market and the commodity is salvation Mm, kind of yeah um so in some way like ministry is like this uh thing where we we peddle the wares of ministry to say come like join us in this effort Hmm. Uh, of serving other people or I don't know, like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a lot of things coming to my mind, you know, when you bring the ministry and the different ways that, you know, it looks or even, you know, theologically, what are like the, the roots of those ideas? I think one thing that came to my mind while you're talking is just the idea that we're all ministers of the gospel. Hmm. Um, in the Bible somewhere. <laughs> yeah, and but even that's like, what does that mean? Yeah, so I mean, I think, you know, firstly, um, you know, I believe that's a calling on every believer, mm-hmm. you know, not just 
the uh, pastors. Not or me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, except like, for you. Except, okay, thank you. Thank you. I need that. <laughs> no, but just, I think kidding. one thing is that it's a calling that's on every believer, not just certain believers, to be ministers of the gospel. Mm. And then, you know, what does that mean? Yeah, to be a minister of the gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think the immediate thing that people would think is that, you know, these are people who preach, you know, because the gospel is a message. You know, and then we're supposed to minister that. Um, and yeah, I mean, I guess you could leave it there if you wanted to. But I think, um, you know, the gospel is a message of salvation. And salvation, um, I believe from, you know, my time in Bible college, this idea, this uh, Greek word, I think it's called sozo. Sozo? Yeah. That sounds Japanese. <laughs> it does. It's the Japanese yeah. culture. I mean, I can uh, speak gospel. a little bit of Japanese, but um, but but that idea of that that idea that word sozo was more all encompassing than just your being saved and going to heaven. Mm-hmm. You know, than just your soul. It's a it's a holistic saving. You know, which is which is why when Jesus you know brought salvation or, you know, <laughs> what came to save, like he did it in, in ways where, you know, people were healed or, you know, brought out of some kind of, you know, financial distress or, or emotional, like whatever it was. Right. And Jesus was saving them right from that. Mm. And, you know, even if you look at just the overall emphasis of what Jesus ministry was, you know, of course, you know, it culminated with his sacrifice, which is the payment for our sins, which allows us to, you know, be in right standing with God the, and have the that relationship. A, but, yeah, exactly. Mm. But his entire ministry showed that he stood for a lot more than just that, you know, a lot more than just saving our souls. Because everything he did was, um, you know, had some aspect um, of, of saving people, right. whether, you know, in whatever way it was. And so I think, you know, if we look at ministry like that, like that, our call is to bring this kind of holistic saving of people in the power of God. Right. Because I think our finances will run dry when we try to accomplish the tasks that mm-hmm. need to be done and our ability to heal or anyone's ability to heal will run dry like if we're just basing everything in a in a human uh, context like we're ministering we're ministering in his power right and that's kind of i guess what part of our mission is here on this earth so yeah it's cause a lot of things are just running through my head when you when you bring up ministry but yeah i think of um like as you i think two good examples so i think it's easy for us to um, like view Jesus's ministry, and um, although I think there's like a divergence in culture today because of the um movement for like social justice, I think yeah. it's important. I think it should be a Christian ideal or mm-hmm. ethic. Um, but at the same time, it can like kind of tilt in into directions that I don't necessarily think are necessary. Not yeah. not necessary, but like. N- not it paints everyone as a criminal when sometimes people are just maybe they made a bad choice mm. um but overall the impact of social justice i think is more important so mm-hmm. why not just let those few people like a um you know let them go and be you know kind of like in the media like maligned or I think that's a word. Um, and you know, made, you know, for the, for the overall effect of the good of it. So, um, the point of all that being that you have like in the gospel, you have the story about the, the, um, which according to tradition is biblical, but may have not been written till far after the gospel of John was written. It was the story about the prostitute Mm -hmm. that gets caught Right. Or maybe she's not a prostitute. The woman caught in adultery. Yeah, we don't know if she's a yeah. prostitute. Um, so that I, that moment where Jesus is 
restoring her into the community right mm-hmm. like he he's concerned with uh, who are you mm-hmm. what you know what were you doing mm-hmm. and why are they accusing you yeah but really they shouldn't be sitting there accusing you because they're all guilty of something and that's kind of where i mean with like the social justice thing it's like you can't you can't sit there and accuse the adulteress because you know you're jacked up right like you know you're messed up yeah so quit just trying to paint her as the bad person but at the same time him restoring her into the community is the correct application of social justice yeah you know rather than just like uh you get these and and maybe this is a poor illustration but you know a lot of the guys um with the me too movement uh like joe biden Okay, maybe that is a good illustration. Like he's, you know, everybody's talking bad things about Joe Biden. I don't personally care um, whether he, you know, becomes president or um, has a clean slate or whatever. But mm-hmm. like what they're talking about is like the guy gave some hugs and he was too friendly. And it's like, uh, yeah, yeah, but it he, seemed a little bit much. Yeah. yeah like why is now he's part of the Me Too movement. I don't <laughs> like maybe we should focus on real social justice here instead of just memeing uh, people like Joe Biden. And then that goes into various degrees of like what, um, you know, then there are guys that are actually kind of like, whoa, dude, you're screwed up like Louis C.K. or whatever. But he's already back on it. Right. Like people are already accepting him oh really right yeah he has like a stand-up special yeah i'm sure he apologized and stuff yeah apologies are important right (laughs) (laughs) yeah so the overall effect of it is to you know i think it lifts the culture by calling it out but it's a fine line to tread um yeah and then the other coin side of the coin in um what jesus does in the concept of salvation is uh you know, spiritual, like you were saying, mm-hmm. like it's like supernatural yeah. and healing, um, which you being from a, not a tradition of charisma, charismaticism, yeah. Pentecostalism. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, or not, not necessarily being a tradition of it, but having, a experienced it for a few years being inside of a, a yeah. charismatic yeah. church. Um, like that's, that, there's an emphasis there for you. Right. Yeah, well, I mean, definitely there's an emphasis. Yeah. So it's not just that it's very, like, I guess, gospel-focused, you know, as in, like, you know, evangelism. It's it's very much, like, power of God-focused, mm. you know, Holy Spirit, that kind of thing. And so, um, you know, that that goes past just, you know, preaching the good, good news, but it... it it emphasizes, you know, praying for healing and, mm. um, um, you know, I guess casting out demons, all the, you know, supernatural kind of things where, that which, go, which is, be, which it. is beyond just, you know, saving your soul. It's, you know, doing something for you here and now it's just in the power of, of God to do, do those think- things. But yeah, I guess maybe just real quick, like mm. I, in some ways that still de-emphasizes sometimes just helping the poor or serving in some way like that. Well, I don't so, know if it de-emphasizes it. Well, maybe th- those... Um, don't be too hard on yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, those ideas aren't antithetical. I just think, you know, in general, um, if I was going to, you know, put Foursquare on a, you know, some kind of chart, you know, where what side are they on as compared to other churches, right? I think you do have, you know, them being, you know, somewhere they're probably less in less doing less as far as like, you know, helping the community and those types of things as other denominations might be, you know, so that's kind of how it seems a little bit, but, um, but like every kind of denomination has is on some, yeah, their strengths and there's on some, and I think that's why it's important that, you know? to yeah. have the charismatic church, mm-hmm. you know, cause they're emphasizing it. Yeah. And whereas like, um, some other church focuses more on the poor, like I think even with all the mistakes that the Catholic Church makes, they they do have a an emphasis on the poor, even though they collect a lot of wealth. <laughs> but they are a two thousand year old church, so it's yeah. Um, yeah. No, I mean I, I I totally agree with you. They do yeah. a lot for the poor. Yeah. I mean they've the and they always are, and they have since the beginning. You know? Yeah. It's like so, it's very much a strong tradition for them, and I want, like it's admirable. The, the power of God aspect 
is interesting because I think we've even talked about we've talked about a lot of things. We've had before. plenty of conversations about that. Um, <laughs> so, but the power of God. What would the Me Too movement look like? So, not not I don't want to keep harping on about the Me Too thing because I think it is a, a necessary. Um, and we could do a whole podcast just about the Me just Too. Just on Me Too, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think it's just as necessary as um, as anything else from times past where it was you know civil rights and women's suffrage and all those types of movements i think it's important um Mm -hmm. and it seems that the church has always lagged behind society in what it deems as like important so you have like um i wonder what the power of god looks like in the me too movement and maybe that's because i'm uh you know a white looking although i'm part hispanic and jewish like you know cis male right like i'm all those things and uh i use pronouns like he and she but um (laughs) shame on you i know know, it's insane i'm I'm crazy um yeah i don't care i don't care no i'm just kidding i I care i care (laughs) enough but just not that much um like i wonder i wonder um what the power of god looks like in that because i know there's plenty of Mm. churches that are involved with expressing their own uh perspective on like me like the me too or social justice and i wonder if anything supernatural could come out of it because honestly part of the problem has been the church and religion you know like patriarchal uh scripture <laughs> no, no, I mean the very I mean I was gonna say uh, initially I was gonna say churches and people and uh, systems but really the a lot of that systemic structure comes from a patriarchal narrative that's given in scripture yeah that's um, true so yeah so that's that's intense right but um yeah so but I guess to get back to um, Jesus's ministry right? is to restore social justice mm-hmm. to contradict the culture mm-hmm. right and what pharisees and uh, the like believed was holiness and say like you're missing the point mm-hmm. right and i wonder sometimes if maybe that's what jesus would do today yeah with, you know we we stay holy because we don't allow like women pastors it's like no you're missing the point you're totally missing the point. <laughs> Didn't you read the part where it said there's no male or female? Um, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, the Me Too movement, you know, in general, you know, I'm a fan of it because I've heard a lot of the stories, you know, of mm-hmm. just, you know, men who are in power, who abuse that place in power, specifically, you know, towards women, you know, to fulfill, you know, whatever thing they want and a lot of times it's sexual and yeah and so you know this is it's you know it's 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 a place where there's exploitation you know because one you know group of people has power over another you know um not to say that you know these things can't happen in you know a reversed form but just the fact that you know the way men express their sexuality you know uh goes pairs very you know i guess badly with just the fact that we generally have more positions of power Mm. and so uh, men will definitely take advantage of that and you know abuse women and things like that and so but you know i mean as far as you know what does that look like with when you know god's kingdom you know comes in right what what transforms what's different i mean i think there's it transforms both sides. It's not just one side. And I think that's a big deal, you know. Um, I'll start with the side that, you know, people aren't always thinking of, but, you know, a lot of these women have been hurt deeply. You know, a lot of them just whatever, you know, has happened, whether it's, you know, in some cases rape and, you know, things like that. Um, bitterness being held you know towards you know that per- that one specific person or a group of people like is going to tear that 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 person apart right and so 
you know, when forgiveness comes in, like that sets a person free. Hmm. Maybe it doesn't change the circumstances of where they're at, but, um, but like there is something that God can do to release, you know, someone who's in a situation where it's just like, there is no other hope. Right. And there's plenty of people in situations like that around the world today. You know, it's just a hopeless situation Mm -hmm. and only God can bring hope into hopeless situations. Like, I mean, I could think of plenty of situations where I just would not want to be there. You know, think of anyone in North Korea, right? Oh yeah. That's that you could just be in a situation where it's like you have nothing else. And that's one thing that's amazing about the gospel is that, you know, just like the early Christians who were persecuted for their faith, um, it transcended where they were at. You know, Paul could worship the Lord in prison and he could worship the Lord when he wasn't in chains, you know, because his joy and his strength was beyond that, you know, and I think that's something that the gospel offers to, you know, people who are on the wrong side of what's been happening, what's going on. Um, And, you know, and then if you go to the other side, you know, and I think the other side of it is, you know, when people are truly convicted of, you know, their wrongdoing, what they've done, you know, when men are, you know, become not just aware of it, but they're sorry for it, you know, and that's something that the gospel demands of us, you know, (laughs) that, that we, um, we, uh, what's the word, um, not forgive, um, forgive and we repent, right? We repent, we change our ways, right? Mm -hmm. That's what repentance is all about. You know, and if you look at, you know, when Jesus calls Matthew, Matthew's a tax collector, he's cheating people, he became rich off of cheating people out of their money. And what did he do? He gave back, you know, a portion more than he had stolen from every person that he had stolen from, Mm. you know. Um, And that's the, that's the change that comes about, you know, and, and some people out there who are, you know, doing these things that are, you know, just horrible to women just because they have a place of power. Um, you know, sometimes the gospel message is really the only thing that's going to change their mind. You know, it's not someone pointing at them saying, you're wrong, you're a bad person, etc. Mm-hmm. Like, in some ways, the Me Too movement, sure, it brings awareness, and I think that's really important. Like, we need that. Mm-hmm. But in a, in, in, a, in, a, in a way, some of these people that were doing these wrong things, just because the, the only reason they're, cha- they're, you know, saying they're sorry or whatever is because the spotlight was put on them and they don't want to be seen as the bad person. Right. But right. would they have, would, if nothing had changed, would they have kept on doing the things they were doing? Yeah, of course, absolutely. 100%. Like yeah. nothing's changed. The only thing that's changed is the spotlight's on them. And so they're acting like a different person, mm-hmm. but they're not changed. You know, and I think, well, some of them might still, I mean, I don't want to like, sorry, I don't you know, you're, yeah. you're right. You're yeah. right. I was being too harsh. Um, but I, I, I guess I was just trying to, I was just trying to make the point yeah, that sometimes that, the spotlight does that, bring the, the awareness, you know? Right. Um, I mean, I think God can work through the natural world yeah. also, and that's a kind of a natural process or, yeah, I guess know, I'm just yeah. trying to point out that the motivations for that change could obviously just be the fact that they right. lost status and wealth and they need to get that back, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah. I think not, not to say that some of those things don't bring about true change. I, I, I believe that, you know, everyone has that potential right yeah well and, and I um, think, oh yeah so oh. yeah i guess oh. that kind of <laughs> oh wait hey, uh, hey. <laughs> were you gonna say something hey. <laughs> yeah okay. it was a <laughs> no go ahead i'm sorry maybe just to kind of wrap up that thought um yeah so i mean i believe that the, the you know the gospel and the power of god can affect you know both sides of this and i think that's something that's really important to uh, for us you are Christians to, you know, understand that, you know, there's, there's redemption in, in all of it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. And I, I, like, I felt like I should say, like, I don't want to like dismiss the me too movement, um, from something like, cause I, I might've been a little, I don't think you were. I mean, yeah. You, okay. Cause I, you, ex- like, you, I think you express that patriarchy. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's really important. I just think it can also harm itself in its own way by being overly <clears throat> vigilant towards people that it needs to not really focus on. Like, focus well, on the real it's, issues. It's, it's, not also, the, it's also a big problem with just the social justice movement. Yeah. You know, it's, um, it's very focused on pointing out the person who's bad or wrong, you yeah. know, and it doesn't recognize that, um, evil 
and sin is pervasive mm-hmm. and it affects everyone, you yeah. know, and including the people who are pointing the finger at others. Yeah. It's in them too. And, you know, they, and that's what they say about the social justice movement is that it's a movement that ends up eating its own, mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> which, yeah. which is what happens, you know, and those people who are, you know, in the extremes of it, they're the ones that end up having to walk on eggshells the most because, you know, it's this call out culture and someone's yeah. like ready to call it out on you. The moment you just make the wrong joke, you make the wrong, when you point the finger at the somebody, wrong way. there's three pointing back at you. You got, yeah. Three pointing back at you. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you open your hand. And then you don't have to worry about then that. That's how I hand. point. Yeah. Knife hand. Knife hand. They called it in knife hands. Basic training. You knife hand. <laughs> yeah. Point at somebody with the open hand. Um, yeah. so it's, yeah. it has, it's, yeah. So here's a question. Like with all that, um, being said, I, I, and kind of like focusing on, on Jesus's own ministry and, um, and we could get a little supernatural too, if you want with like healing and things like that. But, oh, um, yeah. oh yeah, baby, give me that supernatural, <laughs> give me that supernatural healing. I've had it. I need more of it. Um, I get like I think um, like for me when I think of like ministry and the purpose of it and the goals of um, and and our our goals <laughs> is uh, to, we uh, the the purpose of ministry is to minister be ministers of the gospel which is all kind of Christianese right like let's mm-hmm. be ministers of the gospel mm-hmm. to bring people salvation and redemption and these are all neat words and we kind of all know what they mean yeah uh, but um i think it's important for anyone that's uh curious about um god and particularly the christian church and any and honestly cuz um theologically you if you believe in god at all mm-hmm. right you believe that this personal usually personal force like created everything mm-hmm. right yeah and um how do you connect people to god um through acts of of service and, and kindness right mm. so what it what I think, you know, part of the purpose is, is to demonstrate, um, the, the person of God, Mm -hmm. right? So, um, you know, Jesus Christ Mm. is the image of God. Yeah. And, um, Hmm. so, yeah. So would he, you know, if, if it were the, if the power of God works in me Mm -hmm. to do something yeah. Then it should do the things that Jesus would find um normative. <laughs> I mean normal. Like he would like the yeah. things that he would normally do. Um Yeah. Well, um you know, I think I like I you know, I like that you brought it up that way. I think that you know, one thing that <clears throat> I guess I've always I don't I mean I didn't come up with these ideas <laughs> but um don't lie sam <laughs> the way the, the the interesting thing about you know just god as a who he is and and how he seems to act in scripture and and uh, just how we how we see him is that he is rarely he rarely comes in and does the supernatural thing outside of outside of humans being involved in that. Mm-hmm. Like you don't see in scripture, there's always a person who's involved in what God does. Um, you know, even from, you know, the, some of the earliest, you know, stories in the Bible, you know, where, um, you know, Moses has to lift his staff. Moses has to do a thing or the thing doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Right. Or God yeah. doesn't act. Yeah. And that's the, almost the entire story of scripture is that, you know, from kings to prophets, if they don't act in obedience or, or, or prayer to call, ask for the Lord's mercy or all the things that they need to do. And the Lord's basically saying like, this is what's going to happen, 
unless you know you do something mm-hmm. or unless the people repent or unless this and so god's um you know intervention god's power god's you know saving a power is always at the call of like uh i was always at the you know in agreement with a, a human being who who asked for that mm-hmm. who like who pleaded for god to be merciful or whatever the situation yeah. is and that's a that's a that's a theme that runs throughout the entirety of scripture culminating with jesus mm-hmm. right because god didn't just supernaturally just save everyone outside of a man a mm-hmm. human being mm-hmm. right and jesus is is the human that that uh, can know, we and, call and, me yeshua and, from now on please <laughs> no i'm just i'm sorry right. um jesus is the is is the human that enacts the ultimate act mm. of god's mercy yeah right and it didn't happen outside of that right and so um you know the the amazing thing to me that i think of when i when i when i when I experience God's power or God's love, um, I mean, there are times when I'm just praising the Lord and I experience that, but so often like the most, a lot of the most impactful ways are, you know, a human was involved, something they did, Mm -hmm. you know, some way they served me, some way they loved me, Yeah. something. And that is, um, that's a, a lot of times we think, you know, like where's God's, you know, love for me right now where is this you know something i need to experience right now and the reality is is that like god has called us to be that to other people that's like our calling Mm -hmm. like that's our ministry and and if you think about how god rarely acts outside of that outside of that 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 structure where he uses human beings to show his love to other people, then you wonder why you don't see more love. You have to realize you have to, you have to actually come to the conclusion that there's a lot of Christians who just aren't in that, you know, vein of, of, of working with God to be his love to people. Well, I would think, yeah, absolutely. But I mean, I think a lot of people, um, in general in the church not to fault them too much but um i think i think you find it more in their family life you know they don't reach outside their family with the amount of love that they're like they for you know but that's kind of where jesus is like you know even like the the tax collectors do that you know everybody loves their friends so you need yeah. to love your enemy <laughs> and uh who's your enemy well, do you, do you gripe and complain about the homeless on your street? Mm-hmm. Do you gripe and complain about the drug drug addicts that are, you know, poisoning your schools or whatever? There's your enemy. Go love them. Mm-hmm. You know, don't just, I mean, yes, protect your children from them. Yeah. But like part of a good way that you could protect them is to bring the gospel to those people <laughs> so that way they don't continue living a life that's destructive. Yeah. Um, I talked about this on a show with Mark and um, we were talking about identity mm-hmm. and um, how we, when your concept of meaning, or no, I think actually I talked about this with Jared on his podcast. Now, either way, we, I talked about it. Um, your concept of identity is is directly related to who you are and how you express yourself in the community. Mm -hmm. Right. So like the community either suffers or is, you know, blessed, Mm -hmm. um, nourished, um, made better by how you view yourself Mm -hmm. and what do you like, if you hate yourself and you think you're worthless and you kind of just wish everyone would go die well, if you if you feed that thought too long, you become a murderer, maybe, or you feel invalidated, or you're just not really your presence isn't felt. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you become homeless and you're that crazy guy sitting there, and like, you know, that guy has a real identity issue. Like yeah. he that's he's gone so far into this place of non-worth that he's pulled himself out of society far <clears throat> enough to where he yeah. can just survive off scraps. Whereas you know people that view themselves as important or not necessarily like, you know, pridefully, but like, you know, I, 
I feel like I have something to offer and then they do mm-hmm. well then they usually they build your homes or they provide a product or they view um, or they they conduct the church service or they you know like in Jared's I talk about that you do a podcast you know because you mm-hmm. feel like this thing that I have to say or that I know is worth people's attention yeah and when they listen to it they'll hopefully understand why I think it's a better way mm-hmm. right or to, to know the thing is to enhance uh, the lives of other people around you and um, yeah yeah I think that part of the ministry of the gospel and part of Jesus's work is to bring about that kind of change where it's like you you're not going to get there by pretending to be something better yeah you know you're going to get there by loving other people to the point of you know turning the other cheek or if there's a a guy that broke into your house then you don't press charges mm-hmm. like can you do that can you can you uh can you do that and i think that that is a really simple way to explain it because i'm thinking of all the complications that could come like what well what if you you know murder my uh spouse or <laughs> parent at what point do you press charges at w- yeah at what well at what point do you go okay this is actually not forgivable or or mm-hmm. say that it's forgivable but you still need to be punished <laughs> like we still don't we don't want you to be a part of society anymore because you've proven that all you want to do is destroy it yeah yeah um yeah yeah, so I, I, I'm just, I'm, I guess I'm kind of going off into too many directions, but I think ultimately I'm, I'm trying to tie it all into um, how serving other people, whether it be a part of a homeless ministry or um, a work of healing mm-hmm. or um, seeking social justice, then what you're, what you're doing is you're, you're demonstrating who God is so that there's a a community that becomes better and restored mm-hmm. and like you said it it only comes through like the actions of other people mm-hmm. and that that way that God acts so I'm trying to I guess I'm kind of like looping back on myself with the logic but the main idea that I was trying to get at is that I think that God God's ability to act is yes I I agree that it's through us but the purpose of ministry then it's not just to like increase numbers at church right yeah it's to demonstrate who God is and what is God interested in saving people saving people but I mean what what do what do we mean by that <laughs> yeah, you know, and I think that's kind of where where I'm trying to get. Like, what do we mean by like God wants to save you? Sure, you go to heaven, whatever. But like, you're here for another forty years. You know, a, I, a holistic idea of saving people, right? Yeah, yeah, which is kind of where you're at. And and I think you know, because you can you can be, uh, you you can be like um somebody living on the street. And it's like, man, Jesus is cool, man. Yeah, yeah. And like, I'm going to heaven one day. And yeah, so I, I do a little heroin on the side or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fine. Like, I'm, and maybe it is. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not going to get too <laughs> caught up in judging that. But I, you know, you could be doing a lot more good for the the actual kingdom in the broader sense if you just had, if you um just had like a better idea of what it is that you're building with God you know not just some happy thoughts but like actual community yeah 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 I mean I think you know one thing that you you know you're just touching on that um I don't know, prompts me is just how how does God kind of um flow through us to you know reach people outside of like our church community you know for those mm-hmm. of us who are Christians like you know, obviously it's easy to minister inside the church. Everyone is there to, you know, 
you know wants to be ministered to and um as you know generally accepting and will come to your event or whatever you do you know um but you know how does that start to flow outside of the church which i think you know we have to i mean it just it has to right because god is um you know from what you know if you look at just jesus parables alone you know god is relentlessly pursuing those who are um who don't know him who are hurting and poor in destitute situations like these are the people that that god cares about that god's focus is on you know Mm -hmm. and um not to say that you know we don't appreciate like a, a deep love relationship with the lord for all those who are you know believers but um, the Bible makes it clear that God has a distinct emphasis on people that don't, aren't, you know, in, uh, d- that don't know him. Right. And he mm-hmm. talks about, you know, leaving the 99 to find the one when it talks about, when God talks about the, when Jesus talks about the, Jesus is God. Yeah. <laughs> the, I mean, uh, the sheep. I understand. And then, you know, the, um, uh, you know, there's the parable of the father and his son, which is, um, the the parable of the father and the prodigal son yeah, right. right which is a uh, you know if you look at that parable like it's it's shocking in how um th- how loving this father is right it's 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 hard for normal you know humans to comprehend like the love that this father has mm-hmm. right and jesus is telling this to people like god is like this that you know, the people that are in these bad situations who, you know, directly turn their back on God or, you Mm -hmm. know, what have you. Those are the people that God is just, you know, it's like, there's the, there's a part in that, that parable where, you know, it talks about just the father's just looking, you know, out just, you know, he saw the son coming back when he was miles away. Right. So far away. Like, like the father's like that. And what does the father do? Runs to the son like leaves his house or whatever just runs right and you know i mean there's a lot of different you know things that you know you could see in that when you look at the culture you know like grown men running to someone in that situation all those things here's a question because okay for jesus to tell that story he has a clear distinction of god the father right Mm -hmm. the son Mm-hmm. being a wayward uh, person of maybe is, a, is any person it might have touched home more in Israel because they're like we're the chosen people so the, yeah. God is like yeah you're saying that we like took all our we took our inheritance from our father and squandered it okay um, and then at what what role does you know Jesus play in the story right he's communicating it um and then so that means okay so Jesus is communicating that story right and it's one uh, it's definitely one where he doesn't have a, a role in it outside of a trinitarian concept right mm-hmm. um but let's just take that out for a second because <laughs> up until that point there was no there was no doctrine of the trinity at that point <clears throat> even though Jesus certainly there's no there's no buddy that's sent into town to rescue the son right right like we're tr- that would be like Jesus's role mm-hmm. if there if in the story's like if so the father was, sends yeah. somebody to go look for the son does mm-hmm. that happen i don't think so no so um but i it's hard for me to see a lot of places in the parables where yeah that's fine that's that's Jesus is in there but there i mean there are i guess there would be you know yeah, I mean, but you know, this for for the sake of um, creating a a theological idea, because uh, I want to do something. Let's project ourselves onto the story, which is bad biblical studies, but we're gonna do it anyway. Um, what role does the church play in that story? How does the church help? that narrative yeah I mean the immediate thing you know that comes to my mind which is 
probably not answering your question. Yeah, no, answer the question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> is you know we we um, we proclaim that you know God's love is like this, you know, but like what's in the story? But you know, where do we see like the church as a character in the story? Yeah, let's imagine. Okay, let's um, imagine it this kind of way. A harder, let's imagine yeah. it this way. We have just down the street. There's probably somebody pushing a shopping cart around, Laverne, right? And we know that the father is waiting for that person to come home. Mm-hmm. And let's assume that they, whether they believe in God or not, yeah. Let's assume that they don't identify as Christian or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they did at one point. How do you get that person? to fulfill the role of the prodigal son so that they return, right? In what ways can we, and, and, and it's to minister to that person. That's part of the, the whole point of ministry is like exemplify and demonstrate who God is to someone that is going out there and just blowing all their cash into the point of sleeping with the pigs. Do you give them a place to sleep even if it's just with the pigs, do you give them a job? You know, can you, can you provide, you know, uh, something so that they can realize just honestly how screwed they are. Mm. Right. Like that's kind of what I, that's, you know, what I'm picking up is like, maybe, maybe the role of the church is to also kind of help people realize like, Hey man, you're blowing it. You can sleep with the pigs here, but uh, you have a much better re- inheritance. You maybe you should go home. <laughs> maybe you need to go home now. You know, um, which is you know, that's just kind of a crazy thought I had while we were talking. So that's not, like yeah. I don't know exactly if that's applicable or uh, certainly if you're uh, uh, you don't want to really uh, focus, base all your ideas of ministry on <laughs> letting the homeless sleep with the pigs, you know, but, um, well, you know, what is the, what does the church have to, you know, offer this man, you know? Mm-hmm. And I don't think it, I mean, I think, I think one, one place that we, um, get distracted or sidetracked or, I don't know, confused about is I think a lot, especially maybe, maybe it's more of an American problem. I'm not sure is with, you know, homeless ministry. I feel like, because, um, you know, there's a lot of social programs that provide for needs for them. Mm -hmm. Um, like I know, you know, a lot of different ways where I could have most of my needs provided for if I didn't have a home, like, you know, tomorrow, like I'm familiar with some of the ministries in Pomona where our church serves, um, you know, but, um, you know, what, what does it look like to, to serve, you know, a community of people who, you know, just is in a destitute or destitute seeming situation. Um, and the problems are, you know, very, very, very varied are very 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 they um you know mental health drug abuse like a lot of things that are you know challenging to overcome because they cause people to sabotage their own situation Mm. um even when they have you know available resources and tools to help them out of that you know Mm. and what does the church what is the church supposed to offer them food and maybe uh, yeah like uh clothes you know but um I think it is important that, you know, we realize that, you know, each one of these people is a different situation, is a different, has different, you know, in some ways, literally demons that they're facing. Mm. (laughs) And, um, and the way that, you know, we minister as, as Christians, especially to this community, like, I think it needs to be more organic and more relational to connect with what their, you know, real issues are. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are, who are homeless, it's 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 because of a lot of different reasons, but one of the main reasons is they've lost their support system, right? Mm-hmm. Like I 
will probably never be homeless because at the very least I have, you know, four or five people that I know would let me sleep on their floor. Yeah. They just would. And they would provide me food like starting with my dad and my sisters and then I have friends, you know, and they would help me get to the place I needed to get to get back to where I'm stable again. Like, so that would never happen to me or Mm -hmm. it would be very hard for it to happen to me. It'd have to be in a place where I just lost all that. Mm -hmm. And you know, why are they in this situation? Like a lot of these people burn those bridges because of things they've done. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's what I'm all about. (laughs) in life i certainly yeah. have yeah well where do they need to get back to you know they need to yeah. get back to an okay standing with the people who care about them you know they need to find good they need to get back into good relationships mm-hmm. they need to find that again they need to get restored that way you know and so i think you know we don't talk enough about befriending homeless people and being there you know way back into healthy relationships mm-hmm. their support um why do you know why did people abandon them in the first place or why did you know they cause that maybe it's some maybe it's the, the way they're acting their personality you mm-hmm. know the christians are called to a higher standard mm-hmm. right like when everyone else is like now nah, you you know you did the wrong thing too many times. You cheated me. You cheated me when I was trying to help you too many times. You're done. Right. And that's why that person was out. Right. As Christians, like we're called to a higher standard than that. You know, Jesus basically says like the forgiveness or yeah, forgiveness doesn't stop. Like right. you don't get to just be like, Oh, 70 times. Like <laughs> now, now, now you've passed the line and I'm okay not to forgive you. Jesus basically says that doesn't exist. You forgive always yeah. and never ends. 70 times <clears throat> seven. But I mean, I think, <laughs> I think if you're counting up to 490, then you're probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're meant to be like those healing people who mm-hmm. are, um, <clears throat> who never give up on people. Right. And we can offer that. We don't always. We don't yeah. usually. Yeah. So. We don't usually. Yeah. Yeah. And I think um, that's kind of the where it all cycles back around to the restoration and the salvation that Jesus offers is as much spiritual and heavenly as it is practical, and it's for people that we find in those situations. And I, I find, you know, ministry to effectively fill, like fill that gap between God as we know him and, and the church Mm -hmm. and, um, and people who are outside, you know, it's, it's, it's important for us to help feed and clothe, Mm -hmm. but it's also really important to say, Hey, you're my brother. Remember you can always go back to dad you yeah. know, like you can always come home. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not as bad as you think, you know, like God is always waiting to welcome you with open arms. Yeah. But, and, and I'm here to like welcome you with open arms. Somebody that, yeah. But, uh, until you like actually get your butt in <clears throat> up out of the pit and start mm-hmm. walking towards me, I don't know if you even want to be here. Yeah. You know, I don't, you know. So and sometimes th- it is just the speaking of those words that, you know, changes someone's mindset about mm-hmm. how they feel about themselves, you know. Yeah. It's the action behind what you do, but some people just don't feel worthy of God's love. They don't feel or they like don't even think they feel of like they've blown it themselves or as a as a member of God's family. Yeah, and, that, and that's kind of important too. So I mean, maybe we should talk about that sometimes. Just you know, what is what is the family of God? Because is it is it the Christian? Is it the atheist? Is it the Hindu? Is it the Muslim? Is it the Jew-ish person? Because saying Jew sounds racist. Is it the is it the uh, Buddhist? And and what role do they play in God's families? Because certainly uh, they are God's creation. Yeah. But um, anyways, I want to say thank you, Samuel, for sitting with me to do this podcast. It's been a pleasure. It's been a real. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll do it again. 
yeah anyway so yeah thanks everybody for tuning in and until next time have a great day see y'all thanks again for listening to the theology box i want to thank my co-host mark miller as well as our music producer richard liato our artist phoebe sugo at sugo.studios on instagram and megan napier who manages our facebook where you can reach us directly again this is your host william carroll Uh, Thanks, and may the peace of the Lord be with you.